Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are pleased to spend some time in Detroit right now, and for the first time in a long time, welcome a Lions-specific guest to After Hours Justin Rogers covers the Lions for the Detroit News and he joins us. It's past his bedtime, but this is a big deal. So the Lions finally get flexed the very last weekend of the NFL season. Dan Campbell gets his wish. What's the atmosphere, the tone around the team right now as they head into this final week of the regular season? Yeah, it's funny. You go into this season and every single one of the Lions games were at 1 o'clock on the <laughs> dot. And I, I don't know if I've ever even seen something quite like that. So... A uh, little bit of a curveball in, in week 18, but there is a genuine excitement. I think the, the thing that I've um, appreciated about Dan Campbell is, is a lot of coaches will try to downplay the magnitude of the moment. They'll try to keep their guys level. They'll say, it's just another game. We have to treat it like another game. And that has been the exact opposite of how he's approached this. He has embraced the moment. He wants his guys to recognize the magnitude of the moment, and it's a very young roster. I believe at the uh, start of the regular season, it was the second youngest in the NFL. So this is a wow. a big test for them, right? They've won seven of nine. They've they've clawed out of this one and six hole. They're they're figuring out how to win. They're figuring out how to finish games. Um, they're they're figuring out how to come overcome these hurdles that have plagued the organization for years that maybe you know they don't have a appreciation or understanding for but you know it matters to the fan base and this is really kind of the latest of those challenges of being under the bright lights and and playing in a game that is um, you know potentially very very meaningful with the playoff spot on the line and if not still the opportunity to finish with a winning record to show that this rebound is on the right track and to uh, you know knock the Packers out which I I think is not a bad consolation prize for, for these players and, and certainly for the fan base. Mm, well, and stranger things have happened. They're in line for a playoff spot. It very well could fall to them, depending on what happens with the Seahawks and the Rams. So, Justin, last year in Dane Campbell's first season, they were competitive. They fought, they scratched, they clawed. They made life difficult for their opponents, but the wins didn't necessarily come as a result. What has been a difference this year in some of these games where they actually have been able to come away with the W's? Well, there's, there's a lot of differences, obviously. But I remember last year in training camp watching the practices, and I, I turned to a colleague and, um, you know, no no hyperbole. I just said, look, this this might be the worst offense in the NFL. Like, it was just Ugh. it was incongruent. The talent wasn't there. They weren't meshing. Um, and, and really that, that kind of came into fruition for the first three quarters of that season. And look, late in the year, Amon Ross St. Brown emerged. 
um, you know, has really become one of the, the league's bright young stars at that position. They picked up Josh Reynolds, you know, not a star by any means, but a guy that had chemistry with, with Jared Goff, and they, and they started clicking at the end of that season. They go into this offseason, they get more pieces. They, they go sign DJ Chark. They, the offensive line, which was a revolving door of injuries last year, all those guys get healthy, or, or most of them get healthy. And this offense has been one of the best in the NFL this year. You know, the, the defense really struggled out the gate, uh, kind of was on pace for, you know, to be one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL, but they've kind of figured some things out too schematically. Um, the young unit, as I mentioned, kind of with the rest of the rosters that are all kind of growing together. We've got so many rookies contributing in the starting lineup that they're on pace. It's just one more sack. They're going to have the most sacks mm. by rookies in NFL history. So it's just, it's a matter of a young roster gelling at the right time, building on their experiences and, and coming together. And, and you're seeing that. We're so excited to be talking about the Lions as we head into Week 18. Still alive for a playoff spot in the NFC. Justin Rogers covers the team for the Detroit News. How long have you been covering this team? I think this is year 11. <laughs> I, sometimes I stop counting. I start counting by the number of coaches at some point. Oh, man. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Talking defense and a young defense. Uh, I am captivated by Aiden Hutchinson. What difference has he made on that side of the ball? You know, the Lions' pass rush was, you know, really awful for, uh, you know, basically the entirety of, of Matt Patricia's tenure here, and they, they really needed help there. Um, and, and Hutchinson's been a big part of that, right? He's been a stabilizing force. You look at the snap counts; he's played third or fourth most snaps of any defensive lineman in the entire NFL. Wow. You know, rookie wall be damned. This guy just plowed through it and just said the other, you know, maybe two weeks ago, it felt like it was week three. He's just got um, really impressive endurance, stamina to uh, continue to contribute at a high level late in the season, despite never really doing this for um, the playmaker, the sacks are there, the pressure's there. He's got three interceptions. I mean, you know, that's a, a really fluky stat for a defensive end, but he has that that rare athleticism to match the the, uh, the motor that goes into it. And then the Lions recently, you know, another guy that just merits mention is James Houston, six round draft pick, on the practice squad for half a year. They call him up before the Thanksgiving game. He plays five snaps in his debut, two snaps, or I'm sorry, two sacks in five snaps, and it has <laughs> not stopped. He has played a hundred snaps approximately. He has eight sacks. He has more sacks than Aiden Hutchinson. He has more sacks than anybody in NFL history in their first six games. This guy has been a game changer and, you know, really looks like the Lions stumbled upon a gem here that that has a long-term or the potential to be a long-term piece. It's pretty incredible to think about uh, the trajectory of the team and the, and similar, actually, to the Packers. Now, their experience is different, but we're kind of dead in the water and now have put together this awesome second half, which forces a clash in Week 18. Other than, say, a Jared Goff, who, of course, has been to a Super Bowl, how much experience does this team have in games where you're talking significant stakes on the line? Yeah, we looked it up today, and we were just kind of counting the guys on the roster that have playoff experience. It was more than I expected. You know, there's 15 guys, but that's when you start getting down to guys that maybe are primarily special teamers or even the kicker. Um, but, you know, a lot of these guys also played at high-level programs. I talked to, you know, Hutchinson today, and I said, how much does this this experience compare to the Ohio State game last year? When you went into it undefeated, 
knowing for years your program at Michigan struggled to beat Ohio State, but you needed to beat them to get to the next goal, to get to the college football playoffs. I mean, it's it's very similar in a lot of ways. It's, mm. it's the bright lights shining. And so they've gone through these experiences in in other ways. Um, but that is the test this week, right? It's it's how will these guys respond? They've, they've responded to most of the challenges along the way. There's the uh, the Carolina game where you know they got punched in the mouth and it was uh, a little bit of a an unexpected jarring experience for them. But they they responded in the following week and they came back and they beat the Bears handily, forty one to ten. So they keep responding to these little challenges within the whole entirety of the season. And this is just the latest one when that trade went down and Matthew Stafford went to L.A., it seemed as though the Lions had gotten the raw end of the deal. Rams go on to win the Super Bowl, and Stafford has this great season. But where have you seen Jared Goff make an impact? What is different, better, in Season 2 with the Lions? Yeah, I want to go back to that that trade for a second. And, and it really it felt like the perfect trade for both teams at the time. You know, the Lions were clearly tearing it down to the studs, and with Jared Goff, they also got back two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Like that's a lot of draft equity to to kickstart a rebuild. And then you look at Goff as a piece himself. Look, it's a former number one draft pick, the guy that had been to two Pro Bowls. He had led a team to the Super Bowl, and you know that there's there's talent there. There's limitations. Otherwise, the Rams wouldn't have dealt him. But it's something you can work with from the terms of a, a toughness standpoint, a leader standpoint, a talent standpoint. Um, you're not going into a season with a guy that can't play the position at all. And I think Goff had some fairly clear flaws in his, his resume. You know, never was a guy that really dealt well with pressure. His deep ball was never, um, you know, close to the top of the league in terms of accuracy when throwing downfield. And he had a propensity for, for making uh, almost a mistake a game, a big mistake, a turnover, a, a bad decision that would um, – you know, maybe it would or it wouldn't cost the team depending on the roster talent, but this certainly was a, a roster that could afford that one big mistake. And even this season, start the year during that one and six stretch, there, there were so many of those plays where he made the big interception, the, the loss to Seattle. He had a pick six. They lose by three. New England, they're kind of hanging tough in the first half. He loses a fumble. It's returned all the way for a touchdown, and they end up getting blown out in that game. Man, he has turned a corner <laughs> in the second half of the season, and it's it's really unbelievable. All those criticisms that I just said, the deep ball, the mistakes, they've all evaporated. And it, you know, some of that has to do with the roster getting healthy. Some of that has to do with his, um, you know, indescribable chemistry with, with first-year offensive coordinator Ben Johnson and kind of the, the symbiotic relationship they built. But I think the most impressive thing about golf has been this freak of passes without interception. Ah. Yeah, for, for years, like – you know, like I said, he, he averaged about, you know, nearly a pick a game for, for some stretches. And he has thrown 290 consecutive passes. He's gone a streak of seven games without an interception. I mean, it just blows away anything he's ever done previously. <laughs> he's making such good decisions with the football. And I, I made the comment today that, like, it's almost like he and Aaron Rodgers have flipped the script of what their career is about. Aaron mm. Rodgers has always been that ball security guy, right? Right. Look at this year, 11 interceptions, even when they're winning right now, this four-game winning streak. Not Aaron Rodgers is the reason they're winning. It's their defense. It's their special teams. He's playing very pedestrian right now. Uh, I think it's all 87 passer rating, four touchdowns, one per game, two picks during this, this four-game stretch. Like 
it's just it's it's so strange to go into this game and think about the way the quarterbacks are playing coming into it. It's just the opposite of what you'd expect going into this one. I actually have made the comment that I won my fantasy football championship in spite of having Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. So I know well uh, in terms of his numbers, his stats, uh, that they weren't MVP. Like Justin Rodgers is with us from the Detroit News talking about the Lions week 18 against the Packers. And there are playoff implications on Sunday Night Football. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Certainly this was a different week for the NFL, atypical week. What did you hear from the Lions, whether it be players or coaches, about uh, watching and waiting for news uh, of DeMar Hamlin? It's, it's such a strange thing, right? You know, we, we watch this game, we're around this game all the time, and you know, you know inherently the risks of, of the violent nature of the game is that anybody can be one play away from something awful happening, but yet we see this, and it's just so jarring for all of us. And the Lions had a situation earlier this season where, you know, a cornerback was, was hit in the head, uh, neck, shoulder area, went down, was temporarily paralyzed. The, mm. the ambulance had to be driven onto the field, and, and you have that eight to ten minutes of just chilling silence as everybody's just kind of waiting and hoping and praying that, that he's all right. It, it wasn't quite to the level of, of Hamlin, obviously. The, the heart was still beating. The, the movement was restored before he was taken off the field, but it's just so, so terrifying. And it just, um, you know, just is a constant reminder of uh, every play is nothing's given to you. You know, the, the next moment is not given to you in this world. And um, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn really brought it home today um, in, a, in a way, I guess I had completely forgotten um, at least in, in his role in it, but you know, the Lions have had their fair share of, of tragedy uh, on the field. Um, Chuck Hughes in 1971, the only player to ever die mm-hmm. in an NFL game, played for the Lions. 1991, um, Mike Utley was paralyzed. And in 1997, in the last game of the season, a uh, game fairly notable for, for Barry Sanders becoming one of the few running backs the top 2,000 yards in the season, linebacker Reggie Brown had to receive life-saving CPR after a spinal injury uh, caused a blockage of his airway and, and kind of very similar to the Hamlin situation. And in that game, Aaron Glenn was on the opposing team playing for the New York Jets. And not only that, Reggie Brown was his college teammate and oh. close friend. And so that game, that injury occurred with 11 minutes to go. And what's wild is, you know, they, they finished the game. They finished the game after they watched – a player on the field turning blue and purple in the face and, and getting CPR and just the, the moment, like you just, you don't know what's happening to this, this guy, whether he's your teammate or your opponent, like it's still a brotherhood. Right. And so they had to, you know, kind of find a way to quickly bury those emotions. And it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to ask, to ask somebody to bury their emotions in a situation like that, but they had to finish that game. Um, and so, you know, just just to hear Glenn talk about it from that perspective was um, you know, just a just another reminder of uh, you know how precious I guess uh, you know life is yes. for all these players and and I guess the um, you know, it's obviously just been good news after good news after hmm. good news after Hamlin went down and it's uh, 
you know, hopefully going to continue in that direction. I think everybody's just hoping for the best right now. Mm. Definitely feels as though the league can move forward into week 18 with less of that heaviness and the concern because of the fact that DeMar is awake and his doctors have indicated he's making incredible progress. Before I let you go, Justin, I have to tell you one of my favorite things that I've heard this NFL season goes back to hard knocks with the Lions when Dan told the team, I promise you I'm not a lunatic. Covering him, what's it like to be around this guy who is unique in the NFL? You know, I think the, the wildest part about him is, I don't think it makes you crazy, but it's, it's kind of crazy to find someone in this business that is as genuine and as authentic and um, thoughtful as he is mm-hmm. in his position. You know, coaches are so robotic in this league and often they don't enjoy the media obligations um it's, it's, a, it's a ton of pressure in that job i mean i i understand it from that aspect but um you know we joke sometimes that like campbell's unable to lie like it just he doesn't have the bone in his body so if he doesn't want to answer questions instead of bsing you he'll kind of just steer it off into a different direction or he'll just tell you i'm not answering that like it's it's rewarding as a reporter that if you put the time in to come up with thoughtful questions that you will genuinely and frequently get thoughtful, meaningful responses. It just makes mm-hmm. the job easier. And so, um, and it's, it's also nice to, to know that, um, you know, the person you're dealing with respects what you do. Like it, it's not always that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, the job is going to be there and it's, the job is the job, but it does make it easier knowing when you go into work that the relationship is positive in the way to make it easier to do the job. And it, and it trickles down with him too. I mean, he, the way he treats the players, the staffers in the building, the media um, is, is shown also through um, his assistant coaches and it, it really carries in the locker room. I mean, I think I've had, in my opinion, I know we, we've been out of the locker rooms for a few years, obviously with COVID, but um just the approachability, the honest and raw conversations I've been able to have in the locker room this year have been as good as ever. And that's in large part because of the players they've brought in, both him and, and general manager Brad Holmes. And, um, you know, the, the culture that they've instilled to allow those guys to be themselves, to know that, you know, as long as they don't say anything stupid, they're, <laughs> they're not going to be punished um, for, for being themselves. And, speaking freely. They, the authenticity is encouraged, not just from the top down, but across the entire roster. And that's that's a rewarding thing to cover from a journalist perspective. And I think it's a rewarding thing for fans to see that from their head coach. Mm, it definitely makes them easy to root for. They're gaining momentum around the league and more and more people talking about the Lions after they have a chance to make the playoffs despite a one and six start. It's only happened one other time in NFL history. You can find Justin on Twitter at Justin underscore Rogers covers the Lions for the Detroit News. We'll be there at Lambeau for week 18 under the lights. Justin, happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Happy New Year to you. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 